Coming up on Guys Talking Sports, we talk about the now NBA draft that's running right now. Uh, we also talk about some of the trades that went down um, in regards to the NBA, a lot of major moves. Uh, so we're going to get and talk about that, some of the rumors as well. We're also going to talk about the NFL, some of the teams, especially the NFC East. We're going to run on that as well. And we're also going to talk a little bit of college football as well. My co-host, Nice and Smooth, join me on Guys Talking Sports. And that begins right now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. Appreciate all the love, support out there. Thanks for all the the subscribers out there as well. Um, But we're going to get right into it because we got a lot of of stuff to talk about. So let's get right into it. I got my co-host nice and smooth with me. So what's going on, fellas? How are you guys holding up? How's everything going? It's cold outside. (laughs) Very much so, yes. (laughs) It ain't brick, but it's cold. (laughs) It's, it's it's also good to be back. Thank you everybody for the for the prayers and uh and the shouts and all that good stuff. But uh you only wearing your mask? Well bump that. The hell with that. I was wearing my goddamn mask. I was using hand sanitizer and washing my hands. I still don't know how to how the hell I got the shit. So be careful out there, man. That shit is real. <laughs> yeah, it is real. It is real, but it's always good to have you back, man. It's just not the same without you, man. I ain't dead yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, definitely got to wear your mask. Um, that's, yes. Um, we definitely have a lot to talk about. Um, right now, currently, the NBA draft is going on right now. Um, I know that a lot of people haven't seen it. Um, but, of course, Anthony Edwards with the number one pick. Um, Giant Wiseman, second. Lamar Ball, third. Uh, so, are there any surprises besides the first three picks um, or the first three picks? Um, are there any surprises out there? Um, I'll be honest with you. I kind of figured that Anthony Edwards was going to Minnesota. I kind of figured Wiseman was going to um, the Warriors. Um, didn't know if Lomelo was going to be ended up at number third or number four, but he went to the Hornets. So, with that being said, um, are, is is there any thoughts out there that you guys may want to make about the draft, this NBA draft that's going on right now? Yeah. Where's the fireworks at? They've been talking about a week and a half about it's going to be mad flurries of trades, possibly people trading up, people trading down. It might still happen. We don't know. I mean, you're midway of the first round, so you haven't gotten to the later picks where – you might get some action, but a lot of people were anticipating that some people might, you know, you know, move up. I mean, they were talking about the, the Golden State Warriors might trade their pick, you know, and trade down, you know, and try to get a veteran player to help them win sooner than later. <clears throat> people even said that maybe even the Minnesota Timberwolves might, you know, trade down if they got like a good pick. And, you know, so far from what all the pundits have been saying, I mean, there hasn't really been any major surprises. Um, another ball play, you know, you know, Lamella Ball is in the NBA, so we have to hear his father for a little bit longer now. However, he's going to the Charlotte, and he's going to be playing for, for Michael Jordan. I'm pretty sure Jordan told him, shut the fuck up or I ain't going to draft your son. <laughs> or shut the fuck up, but you ain't coming nowhere around here. Either way, 
I think he's been told to shut the fuck up a long time ago because he's been real quiet the last year and a half. So I was just about to say that. I was about to say, you know what? I really haven't heard a peep from him. So I, you know, I, I don't have anything bad to say about this at this at that middle moment. But I'm sorry, say that again. Because the middle son ain't shit, and he was talking all that crap about how all three of them was going to run a was going to be on one team and win a championship. <laughs> yeah. The middle son may have slipped in if he would have stayed at UCLA and not gotten in that, you know, that issue where, you know, he got caught up in China stealing stealing shit. But I think if he would have not done that and kind of did three years at UCLA, he might have gotten in like either A in the G League or B, maybe in the second round, somebody would have probably took a, you know, a a chance at him. But he wasn't as good as, you know, the oldest or the youngest and everybody said even a couple of years ago the youngest was projected to be better than both of them so we'll see what happens but to me I guess no movement by any team to trade up down you know you know within free agency so so far no fireworks um yeah I have to agree I was kind of looking forward to a flurry of trades and some real shakeups especially the past couple of days with all the trades and rumors that are going on um, I guess it's just status quo as it stands right now. I, I, I know before we got started, and I was sitting there talking about the Obi Toppin pick for the Knicks. Uh, I'm not saying it's a bad pick. I just, considering other options out there, I thought it was a wasn't the smartest pick. But you know, Al did make notice that. Uh, <clears throat> Thibodeau being the head, for, you know, the head coach of the Knicks doesn't isn't very keen on maybe having a rookie running the show and stuff like that. So uh, I can see where you know them pulling the pulling the trigger on the the guard from Iowa State. Uh, but I guess so far so good. I'm still kind of curious to see, like he's like you said, he, if, uh, if there's going to be any additional trades i think typically in the nba they'll do the picks and then they'll announce the trade after the fact when it comes to whatever and i could have sworn i saw something go across the screen that there was a proposed trade with detroit with somebody but i, I forget who it was so uh um i i i'm I, i'm liking it i i just wish it was a little bit more theatrics to it i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i guess um for the most part it it's like I said before in this NBA draft. It's not really like um, what's the word I'm looking for. It's not excitement because we talked about this last time that um, there's not a lot of umph in it because of the lack of you know of games watching and things of that nature. And yeah, they were, I mean, of course, we'll talk more about the NBA trades that's already taking place and everything like that a little bit later. But as far as the draft is concerned. Um, I think that right now has just been the status quo, uh, so to speak. Um, and like I said before, if you're not really looking at your team to find out who they're going to pick, it's not going to really be much out of the top three selections that everybody's curious about. A lot of people is not going to really be into this 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 draft going on right now. And it doesn't have that same umph like it had before. Um, so everybody's right now is just basically buying their time to see who is available for their teams and see which, what they're going to pick. And then they'll move on. Uh, so, so when do we anticipate talking about the uh, trades? 
Because, um, <laughs> all right, so you want to just do that right away? Let's get started, then. So, let's <laughs> talk about the trades that went down. Uh, yes, well, that's been going down so far, I should say. Um, let's start with the, 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 all right, let's start with what I'm reading right now. Um, a couple of trades has went down. Uh, let's start with the first one, um, being, of course, let's start with the one that you want to talk about. Uh, Chris Paul is now Thank going you. to Phoenix. You don't want to talk about that one. No, no. All right. Which one? one you want to talk about? <laughs> no, I was the one that really just the Chris Paul one was all right. Whatever, you know. It, it was the Al Horford trade that was just really baffling to me. Like oh, I understand. Really? Yeah, yeah, I understand that in today's NBA. Okay, but for, wait, wait. Let me let me ask that. So for those who don't know, Al Horford um, got traded. Um, they sent Al Horford, the Philadelphia 76ers sent Al Horford and a first round pick and a second pick to the Thunder for Danny Green. Got two aging superstars, but yet Philly had to come off a first and a second. I thought, I thought that was highway robbery. Like, you know, I could, I could see maybe a swap plus maybe a second round pick in 2026 or some shit like that. I mean, uh, they're trying to make money's money's match, but I, 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 that could be the only thing that I could sit there and think. But I thought that trade was kind of ridiculous in a sense. Like I understand that Philly needs shooters, but you coming off a lot of capital just to get uh, how Danny Green been in the league what 12, 12, 13 years now. <laughs> <laughs> well, my guess is this: uh, the movement of of Al Horford means. Well, you get that big contract, which they should have never given that money anyway. You screwed yourself by pick, picking him. But what it does, it frees up that logjam. They were, I guess, hoping to kind of win, you know, subtraction with addition by taking out Horford from the from the Celtics, thinking they were the top rival and putting them on their squad and matching them up with uh, Joel Embiid so he doesn't have to worry about, you know, Al Horford <laughs> with the Celtics, and it didn't do good at all. And you had a whole lot of cash on him. So that movement to me appears that Doc is going to run with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons for right now. Moving into next season, it allows Tobias Harris, you know, to really come in there and be, you know, solidified as, you know, the small forward. You can probably bring him Josh Richardson and um, I'm not sure we're going to do a power. Danny Green was a little head scratcher. I mean, he's good, but he's like hot and cold. Lakers saw that. Some days he's good, you know, one day he'll hit like seven threes. The next seven days he won't hit any threes. It's like you don't know what you, you know, got. Then you gave up some a first was a second round this year and a first round the next year, which was protected. So that protected pick might be a kind of a wash. However, that was all about getting that contract off the books and running with what they got and seeing and doc seeing if he can run with. Joel and Ben Simmons without anybody else messing up Joel's flow. Which means if it ain't looking good by free agency tra- trade deadline midseason, then somebody could be going. What a goddamn green. I'm not saying that. I'm not again, I'm not saying he's not a, a shooter, but you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna do some pull some crazy crap. You know, at least go after somebody a little bit younger. 
<laughs> like I said, I, I I get why they 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 moved on from Al Horford, but I agree with you that Danny Green and and you know, uh, they should have told you well, something when the Lakers just moved on from his ass. Well, <laughs> the Lakers is like, thank you. you well, got well, not only did they do that, they also um, bought in. They did another trade with um, OKC to get um, Terrence Ferguson. Well, it's really just everything. Well, here's the deal. Um, originally, there was an initial trade in the beginning for Danny Green and I forgot the other person from L.A. to OKC for Dennis Schroeder. Mm-hmm. So now Danny Green became a member of OKC, and then they turned and flipped Danny Green and Terrence Ferguson to Philly for Al Hartford. Mm-hmm. So Dennis Schroeder is now a Laker. Um and Al Horford is now a Thunder. Danny Green and Terrence Ferguson are now Philadelphia 76ers. What position is Ferguson? Another four, like a three or four? Small, like a small forward. Yeah, small forward shooting guard type person. So they got two shooters. Hmm. Uh, oh, oh well. <laughs> and this might not even be it. It, 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 it. They may do a little bit more uh, movement before all is said and done. I'm very oh, curious. To, I'm very curious to see how they're going to do it with. Um, how they're gonna fit Al Horford in with Steven Adams there and who they got at the um, power forward. I have a feeling that this is, uh, Al Horford is not gonna be a starter there. I really believe that he is not gonna be a starter there. He's gonna be a backup. Um, but then again, I'm curious to see how they're going to make that change. I just don't see him fit into OKC's plans as of right now. But if I'm Steven Adams, I'm looking at this with a, with a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or with, with a little bit of concern there. So, what I'm um, saying, Stephen Adams, to me, would seem to be a little well, point from a scoring wise, he's probably not as productive as Al Horford, but defensively, you know, you know what he brings without question, without question. Um, but I do agree with what you said, Smooth, in regards to Al Horford being, um, it, it was a bad look, it was a bad signing. Um, I think I thought I. I'm going in the impression that Al Horford thought that he could play power forward and be playing center because I, for the life of me, couldn't see why they did that to begin with or why he would even come to the Sixers to begin with. I think they were better um, better off with Al Horford staying in Boston. Uh, to be honest, who knew what would have happened if he would have stayed in Boston? So um, I think that, to be honest, now that I think about it, you know, losing Al Horford was probably one of the, the keys to – Boston not going all the way to the way it should have went to. So with that being said, um, now he's down with OKC. Um, depending on what they do going forward, these these trades is going to be very interesting, it looks like, because I never really – I, I kind of figured that he would be gone. Didn't think that he would go to OKC. And to be honest, Philadelphia answered their question because now they got shooters back in both Danny Green and Terrence Ferguson. So they're basically upgrading the bench, which they was, should have been doing to begin with. Yeah, I, I agree that, that that bench needed, you know, some more pieces to it. I mean, Danny Green and Terrence Ferguson will give you a little bit more depth in the bench. You know, Danny Green comes with some experience from, you know, San Antonio Spurs days and then now the Los Angeles Lakers. So it does show up your bench. But like I said, this is all about getting Al Horford out there because him and Joel Embiid just wasn't working. And, you know, Doc is probably going to run with, you know, the, Embi- the Embiid-Simmons tandem um for now 
and see how it goes. Yeah, definitely. Um, just just found out that Cole Anthony is going to the Magic. Spike Lee I is there so. with them celebrating that. Who, who, who's going? Cole Anthony is going to Orlando. I Wait, just read. that is interesting because Mark right. Folks has been playing good. So we'll see yeah. how that goes. That's an interesting thing. But oh, that's his father? Oh, that's Greg Anthony's son. Yeah, that's Greg Anthony's son. Uh didn't, didn't realize that. Let's put two and two together. Mm-hmm. Greg Anthony. Um that's his is that his um son with um Spinderella? Oh, I don't Spinderella? Forty some odd years, Spinderella. I believe him and wow. Greg Anthony. We are trying to get it. No, no, nope. Crystal McCrary. Okay. Nope, that's his mom. So yeah, no. Oh, but I, um, go ahead. I, uh, no, I'm thinking about somebody that's not. That wasn't. That's not. No, she's not with Greg Anthony. She was with um Kenny Anderson. Sorry. Yes. Get the damn Nick. Oh, I was right. about to say. I was about to say that. that I was, I was about to say something, but I digress. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry, Ace. <laughs> Ricky Rubio is going back to the Wolves. Yes, that's the. Yeah, I was going to talk about that. Chris Paul's traded to the Suns, um, sending Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre, Taj Jerome, and Jalen Laquette um, back to OKC. Uh, no, they're going to OKC. Right. Uh, so yes, yeah. I'm. Yeah. Ricky so, Rubio's now been traded to the Timberwolves. For really? number twenty five and number twenty eight, and the in Oklahoma, okay, Oklahoma Thunder is sending Ricky Rubio under number twenty five and number twenty eight to Minnesota for the number seventeen pick. Wow! Wait, 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 wait. Repeat that one more time, so I make sure I got that right. Oklahoma Thunder is sending Ricky Rubio the number twenty five and the number twenty eight pick. For Minnesota's number seventeen. Hmm. They're going after somebody. Yeah, they're definitely going after somebody. Um, man, Who, interesting. Uh, Oklahoma City. Wait, yeah, they're definitely going after somebody. Cause that just yeah that just happened so they yeah they definitely going after somebody. Oh, and I just found out that I just found out that my team is trading away the nineteenth pick. Okay, so there's no reason for me to watch this anymore. Um, <laughs> now okay, now comes the fireworks. Who they trading? Yeah, there's no fireworks here. I'm not going to say anything. They're definitely trading away. I don't know where they're training it, but I got inside sources telling me that the Brooklyn Nets are trading with the nineteenth pick. Just after you told me about Minnesota. (laughs) I didn't even know Greg Anthony was married like that. Mm -hmm. When he had that fall from grace, when he tried to pick up that prostitute in D.C. (laughs) Yo, you bring up the the, the, the most scandalous... (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I didn't even remember... The reason why I say that, because at the time, you know, he was prominent in doing a lot of announcing games and doing a lot of big time announcing. And that came out when he was supposed to do a Wizards game. And he got caught out there and they. 
Hold on. What? What are you bringing up? I missed the first part. <laughs> oh, I just I just didn't realize Big Anthony had such a big family. You know, oh. I don't even know if he's still with the, the wife or the, the ex-wife. I'm not 100% sure. No, tell him what I mean, you said. Tell him, tell him what he was out there doing. Oh, no, I'm just saying I'm surprised. I was, when I saw Big Anthony on TV, with the family and all that, you know, I was just surprised they had such a big family, but he got caught out there trying to pick up a prostitute in, uh, in D.C. And that's how he got dropped from doing a bunch of broadcasting games and stuff like that. I mean, he huh. worked himself back up. But it was like that was about two years ago, two three years ago when I went down. I just didn't realize it was such a, such a big yeah, thing. like that. I completely forgot about that. The fact that you even brought that up is just—it's amazing at this stage. <laughs> oh well, you I mean obviously yeah. by me living down here? That's... <laughs> <laughs> oh it man. Probably like a national blip, but it was big down here when they talked about it. <laughs> but then I didn't realize at that time also he had a kid that was at North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, you don't know about a lot of stuff these dudes, you know, cats right. be doing. So right, right. True. I mean, he's big enough, he's a big enough face that something like that was enough to kind of hinder his career. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. So that's what they hinder there. <laughs> I just thought I just thought it was interesting just to see him, with, you know, in such a big family setting, and that just kind of popped in my head. Yeah, hey, yeah, true. Um, but here's a couple of things. Um, Drew Holiday has been traded to the Bucks. Um, they got rid of Eric Bledsoe and George Hill, and three future firsts and two pick swaps, all for Drew Holiday. So Drew Holiday is now going to the Milwaukee Bucks. So. Um, I know you were talking about it before, um, Ace, about, you know, with Eric, where Eric Blesso, what would be, he would be that person to be getting mm -hmm. dealt with. Um, so it looks like that just happened. So he is now gone. He is now with the Pelicans now. <laughs> Maybe because it's the NBA. And I understand that rosters are a lot smaller. And, you know, I guess with, with draft picks, you really just don't know what the hell you're getting. I guess that's so so easy to throw first and second round picks out there like that. But it just seems like there's such huge collateral. I mean, granted, Drew Holiday is nice, but I mean, is he that nice where he commands such <laughs> such such capital? I'm hey, gonna, I'm, I, I, I really got to say this. I really have to say this. And <sighs> David Griffin is a certified G when it comes to, wait, is it David Griffin? I believe David Griffin. David Griffin, who is the GM for the Pelicans, is a certified G when it comes to trades, making the right trades. He gets his money's worth for the trades that he's making. And he is, like, for him to get all that for Drew Holiday, I'm telling you, everybody's like, yo, he robbed him. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, he yes. got, I mean, you got <laughs> Eric Bledsoe and George Hill, then you get a, a what is it, a, you get the first round pick this year, mm -hmm. then you get a 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th first round pick in swaps. On the effect that if he's brilliant enough to think this, he might be thinking, and like you said, maybe he knows something that we don't know. But if he knows that Giannis is going to be out the door in a year or two, then those 24th, 25th, 26th, 
27 picks are going to be very valuable because he might be anticipating the Bucks is going to suck in about two to three years because Giannis is going to walk. And he probably knows that sitting Drew Holiday ain't going to keep the man. They ain't got to make the deal. <laughs> but I think he's thinking long ball. Like you said, he's very smart. He's probably anticipating that those picks in another two or three years or four now, well, seven, <laughs> are going to be worth something because Giannis is going to be going. And when he does, they're going to be high lottery picks. And the Pelicans are going to be looking pretty nice, provided Zion can stay healthy. True, 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 yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm telling you, David Griffin is a G when it comes to trades. I'm sorry. Like, and what makes it even like what makes it even serviceable because they get a Eric Bledsoe, they get a George Hill. Um, and then they I mean they're building, they're rebuilding, but they are stockpiling draft picks at this stage. So when you got Zion who's coming back healthy with an Eric Bledsoe, George Hill. Lonzo Ball, um, Brandon Ingram, um, 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 uh, um, uh, uh, keep getting Derek Favors. They still keep that same nucleus in the core. JJ Redick, if he comes back, like they're really going to be dangerous. Like people don't understand the Pelicans is going to be really dangerous. So, um, this is going to be interesting. Definitely going to be interesting. Um, yeah. but we could still talk about more of these drafts because. Um, the Rockets send Robert Covington to the Blazers in exchange for Trevor Ariza, the 16th, um, the number 16 pick, and the 2021 protected first. And so, maybe that's, and maybe that's what I read where I saw that Detroit traded for Trevor Ariza. Correct. Correct. And the 16th and the 16th pick in this in this year's draft. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, uh, like, who the hell is reason that he could command such such a haul? <laughs> I mean, I just, he's he's another Trevor Reason from a couple of years ago, but I guess he's still as long as you can play good defense in his league, you always going to find a spot on someone's roster. And that is true. As long as you're a three a D a three a D guy, um, you'll always find a. And to be honest, um, Detroit needed it, um, so they're sending Trevor Reason in the 16th pick overall, um, to Detroit for a future first. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely going like you like you said, maybe it just took a minute, but things are starting to cook up now for these trades and all these picks in the, tonight's drafts of actually where they're heading. So it looks like it's just the tip of the iceberg and there's gonna be a lot more stuff going down the road. Yeah. So it's funny, even when we're going back to Danny Green, the Danny Green scenario, he gets traded from the Lakers to Oklahoma OKC, and then the next day from OKC to uh <laughs> the Sixers. It's like the thing in um, major leagues where uh, Wesley Snipes' uh, character, he was sleeping in his bed on the first night, <laughs> and he took him out. He was like, damn, I got cut already? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now I just found out why they got rid of the – where they what they did with that 19 pick. What they do with it? Spill the beans, man. All right, so – Adrian Wojnarowski is reporting that the Clippers are trading away Landrew Shamit to the Nets for the 19th pick. Who the hell? Who's he? To be honest, he's a very good player. Um, and a lot of people are loving it right now. Um, they're sending... Oh, the all right. So the, the Clippers are sending the 19th pick via Brooklyn now to the Pistons 
and the Pistons um, and, and um, the Clippers are receiving Luke Carnet, Carna, Canard. Yo, this is crazy. Okay, so, all right, so it's a three-way trade. Okay. The Clippers are getting a 19th pick. Okay. The Pistons are getting, no, yeah, the Clippers are getting, are, no, the Pistons are getting the 19th pick from Brooklyn. Okay. The Clippers are getting Luke Kennard from the Pistons. Brooklyn is getting Landry Shamit from the Clippers. It's a three-way trade. Hmm. Which is, I, I'm to be honest, I'm I'm not I'm 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 okay with that. I'm I'm, I'm not gonna even lie. I'm okay with that. Or is that just the piece that the, that the Nets need for ultimately getting? Well, to be, they're really just upgrading the roster unless they turn it around and trade it someplace else, trade them someplace else, then that'd be crazy. But right now it's just upgrading the roster at this stage. So yeah, for Harden. <laughs> I hope don't they get, don't do don't that. get me started on that. Don't get me started on that. I'm I'm, I'm really not letting I'm letting that go. I'm letting that go. Um he's a player run league and he wants to be in Brooklyn, he's gonna be in Brooklyn. Rockets, if if, if unless if, if, I'll say unless it's going to be a swap for Kyrie for Harden, then the Houston Rockets shouldn't do it. I don't think they are going to do it because what on the Nets? Nothing personal, but what on the Nets is really going to get you to return value for James Harden? Unless they're going to have another team in, in, involved in this. <laughs> I, mean, I, I get what you're saying, <laughs> but it's ultimately it's about what Harden wants, right? Because obviously these teams came in. <laughs> well, Harden can ask all he want, but he's still on the contract, so the Houston Rockets got all the leverage. They ain't got to do anything. Once you once you turn down that 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 uh that um, two year extension on top of the rest of his deal, then the Houston Rockets like fuck, it, I, I ain't got to do anything. <laughs> That's crazy. Turned down fifty million a year. Jesus. Because he won out. <laughs> and then it still makes me wonder where Russ is going to go. Russ may go somewhere. Russ might not go anywhere. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I really wanted them to keep that 19th um, pick so that they can. Um, um, I really wanted them to get RJ Hampton. Um, really wanted Brooklyn to get them, get him, um, because he was. He was one of the top high school recruits. Um, they had an opportunity to get him here on the 19th. I really was pushing for them to get it. Um, now that I know that that's no longer an option, I'm not going to really say much. Uh, but in regards to this Harding thing, I'm, I have so many emotions that I'm not even like I'm. I'm. I'm not even. All right, I'm really going to say this, and then I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to go on a rant. I'm not going to vent. I'm not going to vent. I'm not. Um, bottom line is this. Um, I said this before when they fired Kenny Atkinson. I said specifically, if the Nets is going all in, they need to go all in right now with the cast that they have. They need, I said that they needed a better coach, a veteran coach. Um, they did it with Steve Nash, who was not really a coach, so I'm not going to give them leeway on that. Um, I told them that they need a championship squad. They're doing it. 
they're trying to. So if they were to get James Harden, I, I just don't see the because of course the Rockets is going to want everything. They're going to want Jared Allen. They're going to want Spencer Dinwiddie. They're going to want Karis LeVert. They're going to want three or four top picks, um, especially after what just happened with Drew Holiday. They're going to want three first round picks, um, two second round picks, uh, an arm and a leg just to bring Harden over to Brooklyn. And that completely depletes the roster. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I mean, I get it. You, it's a it's a rare occasion with James Harden because of the quality caliber of player James Harden is. But I he's only looking for a two year rental. He's not even looking to stay on the team. He's only looking for a two year rental, two year contract. So my question is, is it really worth it? Can you really build it, make a championship team without Harden in the mix and keep it with Kyrie, KD, Spence, Karras, and all these other um, characters there? I mean, other um, teammates there. So we'll see how that plays. But so this alone is just to let me know that this wasn't for them. Um, if they was going for Sadiq Bey, um, this is definitely for um, whoever they made that trade for just now. So it is what it is. <laughs> Yeah. It is what it is. I'm past it right now. To be honest, I don't really need to watch the draft no more. Well, hold up. He's a this kid. Let's just say, hypothetically speaking, that the Knicks, the Knicks, I'm sorry, the Nets did draft this kid, Sadiq Ben. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, how would he fit? Are you guys, are you guys the guard? I, I don't really follow Brooklyn like that as a team. Is that mm-hmm. more of a guard heavy team? Not really having a, a ton of uh, forwards. Well, Not, well, yeah. Um, bottom line is, especially power forwards. Um, well, we do have a glutton of, of power forwards um, because if KD plays the four, um, you got um, Torian Prince there. You got Nate Claxton there. So we do have a, a plethora of bigs um, that can play power forward. So it's not really an end-all, be-all type of thing where we need a power forward. Um, but we did need to upgrade at the power forward if KD is playing a three. So it all depends on how who, how they're going to have the matchup, how, how the matchup is. Um, I'm assuming that as of right now, Brooklyn is looking for a big in free agency. Um, there's been talks about Serge Ibaka um, trying to t- reach out to them. So there's, there's some plethora of, of bigs out there. The problem is, is that right now they're not looking to re- to build, which is reason why they're trading away this pick. They're looking to go all in and win all in at all costs. So um, we do have a plethora of guards and for- small forwards. So it'd be interesting to see what they do. But as of right now, um, the, the immediate need for Brooklyn, besides depth um, and a bench, is power forward and, and big men. Well, the night the night is still early per se for the draft, so anything can happen, or the days after. Yeah, that's really what it boils down to. Like this, right? This draft right now is just, you know, um, we. It's, I have a feeling that this is just a lot of things that's going to be going on back and forth. So we'll have more to talk about that next week when the draft is over and some of these trades are made, if they're made or not made, and what free agents went to where um, because free agency is going to be starting up shortly as well. So we're going to see a lot of movement and talk about it more in the upcoming weeks. 
um, before the NBA season start. Uh, so, um, I mean, we could continue to talk about the NBA, but we'll, I have a feeling we'll continue to talk about that more down the road. So let's hop into some, uh, let's talk about a little bit of the, let's talk about NFL. Um, as of right now, we have, <laughs> no, I'm, you know what? I know what I'm going to start off with on the NFL. Let's talk about the NF- NFC East. So, with everything that is going on in the NFC East, we are in a jam for first place with a couple of three-win teams. Um, with everything that's going on, let me get your thoughts about the Giants now beating the Philadelphia Eagles to move up in the ranks. I'm pretty sure that I know one person may want to talk about where they are now after this historic win in Philadelphia with the against the Philadelphia Eagles. So I'm curious to see what your takes is about how your team is doing and where they will go now that they are back in a hunt for the NFC East division. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> This couldn't just lose. <laughs> no, they came out and and played like an actual football team. And uh gosh darn it, they look actually they look pretty good. <laughs> Even though it's Philadelphia Eagles and Philadelphia Eagles aren't that good. The whole division is not that good. I, if they win a, if they win a division, I'm gonna be shocked. I'm gonna be mad. But I'd be shocked. It's just been. <sighs> now we put ourselves out of the, you know, the top three billing for, you know, one of the top picks, which means that, you know, as of right now, the Giants might still decide to move forward with Danny Dime Jones. Um, uh, it's the division is just terrible. I don't know. They have a bye week this week. Um, our our kicker tested positive for the for the coronavirus. Um, our offensive line coach got into it with the head coach because he wanted to bring on one of his boys as an offensive line um, coordinator. Um, the offensive line coach didn't take too kindly to it. They got in an argument. Words were exchanged. And he got fired. I don't know what the hell is going on with the Giants right now, man. It's, thank God it's a bye week. I don't ugh. This division is putrid. They're like one game out of first place. And actually probably should be in first place if we were one Evan Ingram drop pass. We should have beat the Philadelphia Eagles the first time. It should have beat them by a lot more than what they, you know, than what they did this game and should have probably beat them by at least two scores the first go around except losing by a goddamn field goal. Anyway, it's just the division sucks. However, the Giants have shown life and I'll give this to Joe Judge. He's got the team playing with heart. You know, they play with effort. They're always in the games. They are not getting blown out. Um, they should have beat the Eagles, had a chance to beat the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, that was a game there that Tibby had. Um, but I give I give credit. They're trending right now in the right direction. Just as a bad division. Um, it's just ugly. <laughs> but we'll take it at three and seven. Well, y'all keep winning. Let my 49ers keep losing. Maybe we could slide up and get that first pick. <laughs> I don't know. You got competition. I don't think the Jets giving that one up. 
without question. At least, at least we'll get the number two or three. <laughs> Can't go too bad. <laughs> oh, man, you know, on the side note there, sir, thinking to do some real nice. You, you, you joined the Baldy Club. <laughs> or that's a really, really skin tight fade. One or the other. <laughs> really, 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 really tight. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, it looks nice. Just thought I uh, just thought oh. I'd throw that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, NFC. Uh, what can you say? It's a it's a cluster. Um, and the sad thing about it is, if the Giants ever get themselves together. I'm sorry, not the Giants, the Cowboys. With all that talent, they can find a halfway decent quarterback. And the defense ever show up to play, they could possibly run away with the damn division. Uh, because Philly don't want it, and I think Philly's realizing that their quarterback ain't who they thought, and they should have held on to Nick Foles. <laughs> Personally, his his regression in Philadelphia is alarming, and even though you can put it on the player, that coaching staff has got to take some, you know, got to take some blame for it. Now their offensive line this year is all damaged, but the offensive line wasn't really damaged last year, and he wasn't really playing that good last year. And I don't know if it's because of the injury and he just lost faith in himself or what, but um, that dude ain't been right since he got back. And the smartest thing they ever did was pick up Jalen Hurts in that draft. I'm not saying they're going to start him because they have 150 million reasons why they shouldn't. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let him come back next year and he's still playing like crap. Jalen Hurts is going to be uh, be pushing that starting role real quick because you know Philly fans don't play that crap. I mean, they don't they don't hit the, the mountaintop. You know they <laughs> if they could throw snowballs at Santa, they'll definitely be throwing snowballs at the coaching staff. So they they need to uh, oh <laughs> they need to tighten up that ship real quick. And uh, what can you say? I mean, yo, can we give props to Alex Smith for real? And what he's done in the past two uh, two games, two weeks playing, uh, to come back from where he he came and possibly losing his leg and out there balling like he was balling for Kansas City, throwing up yards. He, he ain't getting the touchdowns that he would like to be getting. He's getting all the yards, but he's not getting touchdowns. But he is definitely balling, and it's a it's a it's a wonderful sight to see, considering where he's been the past eighteen months. So kudos to Washington, uh, and kudos to Rivera for putting himself in a position to say, hey, we still got a shot. You know, and Alex Smith is definitely going to give them the best possibility to win. Just that defense, if they just tighten up that defense, they should have beat Detroit last week. Or they shouldn't have allowed Detroit to win the, hit the game winner as time expired. You know, it was stupid penalties and such uh, to allow that. But Washington wouldn't shock me if they came out of there quitting that division because they seem to have a bunch of nobodies that I've ever heard of, and they're doing pretty damn well on offense now that Alex Smith is uh, at center. Well, it's going to be definitely interesting to see against their next matchup, that's for sure. Uh, I think that overall that – and, I, 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 you know, I kid because, I, you know – I know it's the NFC East and we talk about them all the time to like no point in um, because of how the division is, but it's again, we, and I keep hating to bring it back up, but 
somebody's going to have a losing record and probably win that division. So um, this is going to be definitely interesting um, with them. But like I said, every somebody's going to get on a run. And looks like the Giants is now making their run um, to move up into the standings. And like A said, like Washington could be next to do a nice run, um, get a nice couple of wins down the road to make you even Steven for all for the division. Um, don't see the Dallas going moving up anytime soon. So it's probably just going to be the battle of the three teams of the Eagles, Giants, and Washington. Well, I wouldn't count the man, God forbid even words come out of my mouth. I wouldn't count the Dallas Cowboys completely out. Um, they, if they get, um, if Dalton comes back and he's capable of, you know, being consistent for them, um, they have a, they have a shot. They still got the weapons on offense there. I mean, the, the offensive line is very banged up, but he's still a competent, you know, quarterback to say the least. And I think that if, you know, he could, you know, get him on a run, if Zeke can kind of snap out whatever funk that he's in, and they can kind of get the playmakers the ball, they could. Now, I don't know if they will, but if they can't get anything going without, you know, Andy Dalton, then I agree. They're just dead in the water, and it's a toss-up between who's going to win that division. Oh, I agree. I agree. I say throw the whole damn division in the trash, but <laughs> you can't do it, so. Just like me and um, Al talked last week. He was like, you know, every couple of years, there's one division where they everyone is just – stinks all at the same time and you know just happens to be NFC East time for it they're all stinking at the same time <laughs> I agree yeah. Man. <laughs> I, I I I still have to give major props to the only undefeated team in the NFL something about that big Ben man damn you know he that boy in his mobiles he used to be. He's still a tank. <laughs> but damn, son, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's Tomlinson. I don't know if it's just the stigma of the Steeler organization, the lore, or whatever, but they just seem to pull the right, push the right buttons and do the right things every year. And even when they are trash, they are eight and eight. Yeah, now nah, you, you definitely gotta give credit where credit is due. And I'm not saying that Pittsburgh is going to go undefeated, but uh, what? is balling, you know. And and the defense, they got the number one defense in the league right now. <laughs> well, I mean, the remaining games they have: the Ravens, um, Washington, Bills, Bengals, Colts, Browns. It's not like it's not a possibility. I think somebody's going to catch them slipping because they've been winning the games with their defense, but their offense have been have been giving it up and not playing that well, especially, you know, Big Ben in some some games and their defense has always been able to kind of pull them out the fire in the last minute. Mm-hmm. So they're going to drop one. I can see it. Um, but I agree with you, Ace. I mean, you know, Big Ben is in there. They're playing, they're playing very well. I'm not going to say they're playing the best football, but they're playing, you know, very well. They're going to be a tough. They're going to be a tough knockout when you get them into the playoffs. Depending on where that game is going to be held at, whether it's going to be in Pittsburgh or you know or not. But if it's in Pittsburgh, you know there's going to be some tough games to win, especially if the road to the Super Bowl has to run through um, Pittsburgh. True. Or or right or Kansas City, you know, depending on um, 
depending on situation. But I'm just like, wow. I'm just, I'm just amazed at how I'm not amazed because I mean, this is not this is not necessarily new for for Big Ben led squads. But I'm just like considering where he came from, from the injury he came from, and considering everything that happened with that team last year and all of the the setbacks and still managed to be eight and eight, and then they pick up a clay pool in the draft and they pick up all these right pieces. And these jokers are just, they, they, they're not like rock steady. It's not like, like you said, big Ben has been playing great, but he's been doing enough. And I man, I could only have, I can only imagine if this team actually puts it all together where the defense is clicking and the offense is just chugging along. Cause if they ever really, if James Conner ever really emerges to be that running back, he was maybe two years ago. When uh, Le'Veon Bell decided to hold out, and James mm-hmm. Conner was came in and replaced him, yeah, Ooh, that team is going to be something, something magnificent, boy. Mm-hmm. They just ain't there yet, but it, for whatever reason, Conner, I don't know. They, they that running back uh, situation just ain't ain't solidified. But if they ever solidify the running back piece, yeah, I, I'm not saying they're unbeatable, but they'll they'll definitely, like you said, be a tough out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, let's get into um. I want to ask you a question. Do you guys think that you know, win or lose, this might be um, Drew Brees' last year, based on the fact that he got multiple cracked ribs and they um, and the lung a collapsed lung. And I saw that hit that he took. It didn't look that bad initially, but when you slow it down, whoo, yeah, he got he got smacked, but. With those injuries at his age and where he's at right now, do you think this is probably going to be his last year, win, lose, or draw? It, I, to be honest, to me, it just depends on the, the the extent of his injuries, and I think that he's going to try and make an attempt to come back. Um, I don't think he want to go out like this. Um, I think he want to go out on his own terms, but you know, it all depends on the extent of his injuries and if he's able to come back? Uh, tell you, man, having cracked ribs and a collapsed lung when you're in your 40s is a hell of a lot different when you're having that joint in your 30s. 30s. That's true. <laughs> that is true. He ain't going to recover just that quick. <laughs> Even though he might have some of the best uh, medical facilities known to anybody considering he plays for the Saints. But I know... Man, look, uh, it wouldn't shock me if he decided to hang it up, you know. And it wouldn't shock me in the least that if he were to hang it up, would the Saints possibly try to try to move Michael Thomas mm. along with that? You know, because right now, though they claim they, they squashed it and everything is kind of good, doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, what's the point of holding on to him? I mean, yeah, they gave him that, you know, that huge contract, but, you know, anything in the NFL ain't guaranteed. So if they could try to move him to get some capital, you know, some 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 pieces, and they could try to go out there and draft another QB. True. And that whole Jameis Winston holdover to the 49er thing might become null and void because he might have to turn around and be that placeholder for the Saints for the next couple of years while they – go in and get the QB that they want. Because um, I don't think I, – I think the Saints like using Taysom Hill in the 
in the sense in the way that they do as a as a gadget all around type of player from quarterback tight end wide receiver running back you know i think they like that that air of uh uh a little bit of surprise with him as far as what he's going to bring to the table when he's on the field so i don't see them using him as a full-time quarterback i think they would prefer to probably use james winston because i think they haven't claimed it yet but is, is winston starting this weekend uh, they've made no definitive answer, no, I don't think, yet. I, no, I thought that they they made that um, official that he is going to be starting because the is other it? quarterback is um, injured as is well. It? Oh, Winston? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think they, they was just out of – it was selection by committee because both the quarterbacks are, that, are injured. So, because um, when I saw that somewhere, I noticed that Winston was going to get denied for this Sunday. You see this crap on TV? <laughs> I'm not watching. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not. No, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm gonna continue on with this. I see it. I, I do see it. But I, 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 yes, yes. I, 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 just, I saw it. Um, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm going to continue on with where we are right now. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> I'm going to continue on. Uh, we'll talk about this after the um, actual podcast is over, and we will bring that back up. Um, yes, well, I have no idea what's going on because I'm not in front of a TV. So yeah, 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 wow. it's yeah, yeah. So um, with that being said, because we're almost up against the clock anyway, um, any thoughts in regards to the college football that we should um, discuss? Oh, uh, that was nice to see Clemson get their ass tapped a little bit. That was nice to see. Who? Clemson. Well, it was nice to see Clemson get uh, Clemson. Oh. Get, um, yeah, about they lost, but that's a you got to play who's in front of you. But I won't put that much stock into it. Though. I guess they'll see each other at the ACC championship game. It was just nice to see him lose. Just like it was nice to see Tim Tebow get knocked out of the game at one time. Mm. <laughs> Back when Florida had their dominant, you know what I mean? It was just nice to see something different, I guess. Uh, it'd be it'd be hella nice to see a different top four, but I, I seriously doubt it. <laughs> yeah, we, we all are saying that at this point. It would be definitely a a, a nice change of pace. <laughs> definitely. Let me get a let me get a Pac 12, a Big 12, a Big Ten. An American East in the top four, then I then I'll be happy. <laughs> then I'll be happy. Yo, did he just say the American East? <laughs> yes, the American East. Then I'll be happy. Uh-huh. If the SEC don't have somebody in the top four, man, that league is gonna go into pure straight. <laughs> Yo, can you imagine the media coverage if the SEC would not make the any of the SEC teams would not make the top four or in the playoffs at all? Like it would just be a, a just it'd be ballistic. <laughs> You're probably trying to call it a probably trying to call the championship game fraudulent. No, I don't. Yes. Man, <laughs> shouldn't be the media, it'd be the fans. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. Fans yeah, would be trying to boycott because it's ridiculous that the SEC is not is not mentioned it, not even mentioned into the playoffs. Yeah, right. they would scream bloody murder. <laughs> oh, they scream bloody murder when they only get one. <laughs> hey, yeah, no, they they they're under the impression that they expect two every year, if not three every teams every year. Right. All right, come on, dude. 
Yo, I really would love to see that happen. Just the just the look and see the expression of people's faces, just to hear the amount of media backlash, the amount of people complaining down south. Like it would just be, I would love it, to be honest. Now that you're talking about it smooth, I would love it. <laughs> I'll be tuned into the Paul Feinbaum show. <laughs> oh, he'll probably his probably whole head explode. <laughs> so there'll be a nine twenty. It'll be a nonstop twenty four rant from beginning to end. They'll just leave it on to the Feinbaum show. They'll just be like, uh, "We'll just have him on for the rest of this radio broadcast." Right, <laughs> folks down south cussing their ass off. All right, fellas, but but before we go, I I, I want to give a shout out to my um, to my man Lewis Hamilton who um notched his um world um tying seventh uh F one Formula Championship, tying Michael Schumacher's record of seven world titles, um when he won at the um Turkish Grand Prix on on Sunday. I don't know if any of you guys really watched Formula F one. I kind of watch it you know passingly, but um it's actually pretty interesting. Um. I like a little bit better than NASCAR because NASCAR goes in one fucking loop and it gets rid- ridiculously boring. These guys are going through towns and everything and doing all these dips and turns. And so um, the brother, seven championships in a row. Um, he's, you know, he doesn't get enough um, props in my opinion uh, because he's from Britain and he's driving Formula, you know, Formula One, not NASCAR. But give the man, give the man his due. Seventh world title matching um the current um title holder um from years ago so um all props to him and you know let's see if he can do an eighth title major props to him and to be honest you're right there should be more recognition of this type of accomplishments um and we need to make sure that we make it known so kudos as well continue doing your thing this formula one formula one is not uh it's not a U.S. based racing thing, right? That's more uh, European, right? And I think that's probably the European world because they 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 um they drive all over across the globe. They have races here in the states too. Occasionally, yes, but they're more you know Europe and Asia, you know, based. Mm. Okay, but they do okay. have some races here and there. But they'll they were in um they'll race in Turkey, uh, Monaco, um, Russia down in South America. I think they do it in Asia, but I'm not sure, but they're like mostly European and South American. So, but they'll have a race here in US, I think, but I'm not exactly sure where that is, but they're mostly out, out the States. Okay. okay. Well, congrats, definitely. Uh, Well-deserved. Uh, and out of curiosity, cause I didn't really, I was kind of out of it all this past weekend. I knew Tiger was in the hunt the first and second day, but how how badly did he fall off going towards the uh, the back end? <laughs> like, did he, did he stay top twenty or? Uh, he was in the. Mm, he was a. I think he was in the top twenty five going into the final day, um, but he did a. He hit ten strokes at a par three on the uh, on the twelfth hole. Sent his ball into the water three times, mm-hmm. <laughs> and had to take a couple of penalty shots. But he made it in. Um, so at that particular point, he was minus 
five, I think it was. And then he, you know, he carded 10, you know, 10 at the hole. But then after that, he birdied the last five out of six holes, which okay. is even more impressive than the 10 strokes because usually most people, when they have 10 strokes, they'll just pack it in and say, you know, it's whatever. The man damn near birdied the rest of the holes on um, that was left except for one. Mm -hmm. So if he didn't play that hole right, he might have. He was nowhere near contention, but he no, he was he was out of it. But that would have put him if he would at least parred or he's bogey and then did what he did. That would have put him like in the top fifteen, probably, mm -hmm. or at least top ten. Top ten if he didn't if he would have parred because he would have been like negative nine and it was. 10 around there but yeah he he wasn't in contention at that by the time he woke up sunday morning right. unless something dramatic will had i mean dustin johnson just he murdered the course and got like you know the the lowest round and master master history with you know going 20 under you yep. know for so which i thought tiger actually had that record but i think he won his record was that he had he won by the largest margin at mm -hmm. um, at the masters when he first won that's interesting. That's interesting. About like twelve, but he he be there about like twelve strokes. Have it hasn't been matched since. I I thought because I remember being in and out of sleep that Thursday and Friday, but I remember seeing that Tiger didn't bogey a hole in the first round. Yeah, he yeah. went bogey free in the first round. Um, came in I think like negative four. He actually played pretty. He played solid the first round. The second round was kind of up and down, but he actually put he was he was playing pretty good. Mm -hmm. But you know, you know these these younger cats out there, man, they are just killing it. And you know, at his age, and you know, the body is just not reacting. I mean, at one point they were saying that he has to get up at like four thirty in the morning just to get his body right to be able to go out there and play. And this one was a little different because it had rained um, late. Thursday, so the rounds got ended early, and then they kind of they got delayed, then they started, then they got ended early. So you had players playing a round and a half, you know, for like mm -hmm. two days straight. Mm -hmm. So his body oh. just wasn't, you know. Right. I mean, the conditions have to be virtually perfect, and he has to be pretty good, like a la last year when he came in one. Um, but you know, he gave it his best, but you know, yeah. Tiger gave it a run, you know. You know, he he fell a little short, but you know, he had a hell of a career. So nothing to sneeze at. Not at all. Not at all. And um before we go on uh, another um note, sad note, um, the fear is that um after Clay Thompson um underwent tests after suffering an apparent lower leg injury. Um, the fear is not to go to state warriors that Clay Thompson has suffered a significant Achilles injury again. Ooh. And another an MRI is scheduled for tomorrow morning on his other leg. And once oh. the Achilles go playing basketball, man, it's, it's not saying he can't come back. Well, I mean, he's a shooter. So it's like, he doesn't have to worry about uh, dunking and stuff like that, but that's going to severely hinder his game. Correct. So now MRI is scheduled for tomorrow. So mm, mm, mm. 2020, man, is I, I, I wonder what happened when he anyway. We get that to another day, but wow. So I, I I wonder, I wonder if they would have 
if it would maybe if this would have happened maybe four hours before the draft and instead of two, mm-hmm. would that would have significantly altered the way Golden State drafted Wiseman with the number two pick? I mean, because I'm not saying that Golden State still isn't lethal with a healthy Steph, but with a healthy Steph and Clay and Draymond, obviously we already know that they're, that's a championship contender. But would they have gone about doing things a little bit differently draft-wise? Or maybe would they have tried to get another shooter or another all-star to come in? Or, I don't know, this theories, I guess. Uh, it, I don't know. I mean, Wiseman makes a little more logical sense because you kind of need some bigs to kind of go up with the, you know, the – you know, what you got in the West to deal with, with um, Anthony Davis and the kid out of, um, uh, what is it with um, Nuggets or? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Denver, right. Yeah, and Denver, I mean, so it makes sense that you want to have a big to be able to kind of go with some of these more mobile bigs, but you don't know what kind of, you don't know how effective he's going to be this first year and what he's really going to be able to produce come, you know, May and April and June when you're really looking to make that push. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, if you're going to state, you might want to look towards the future. And if Clay is going to have his injury, you're going to have Steph. I, I don't know. It, <laughs> the future might be starting a wee bit more earlier than uh, Golden State might have wanted to, but I don't know. And also, he was up for a contract. Did he get paid or he has not got paid? To um, play. I thought his contract was him and Draymond's contract were coming up right around the same time. I don't. Somebody think got did. paid and somebody didn't. I think he got paid and Draymond didn't yet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because that that would have been crazy. All that he did and then he get hurt and didn't get didn't get his contract. Well, hopefully, let, like, for, for his sake, hopefully it's not that bad. Because that's a setback beyond a setback if that's the case. But right. Maybe it won't be as bad. Maybe something that might keep him out a couple of months. But um, then you'd be putting the, this, this ship right back where it was last season where Steph had to take on more of the load. Yeah. And we saw and we saw what happened. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but, yes, Clay was the one that got the five-year um, contract um, with Golden State. So he's on year two of that, um, okay. of that contract. So I, I actually like Clay, so. Not that I don't like Steph, but I actually like Clay you know, mm-hmm. as, a, as, a, as a player. He's, yeah, he's just I, he's underrated. Not underrated. He's underappreciated. There you go. And, I, and all I say is congratulations and another lucky stroke for you, LeBron James. Mm. He seems <laughs> to catch all the yeah. breaks. Mm. He sure does. He sure does. He's and with, with, go ahead. <laughs> I was just saying, Houston falling apart, this, this going on. The other ones that are up and coming are still a little bit too young to kind of topple him. Yeah, yeah, sure you're right. Golden State took a mulligan this year. It looks like they might take another mulligan next year. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, to be honest with you, I'm not so sure about that. I think that – I think that – I mean, real quick, I think that Golden State would be, be much better off than where – I mean, where they are as long as they have a healthy Steph in the mix. It's not going to be enough. I'm not saying that it'll put them over the top, but at least give them enough run where they won't be at the bottom of the Western Conference. 
I agree. I agree. Yes. If, you know, Steph doesn't try to do it, do it all by himself, but I think with the addition of Wiseman and if they make any of additional movements after this fact, yeah, I think that takes the young kid could take a little bit of pressure off of him for having to do it all. Correct. And again, that's what the free agency is all about. And that's what the draft is all about. Well, we could talk more about that, but the hour is far, far spent. Um, so we like to let everybody know where they, fellas, where they can reach you at. Uh, the Graham and the Graham and Twitter, J. E. Ross, the number seven. Well, the hell with second and name, you know. I ain't going. I ain't going out there no more. COVID, COVID, too real. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Cat Daddy one nine six three. That's Cat Daddy one nine six three. That second and main that probably got you, man. Probably. So, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I digress. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram. I am our quals. Twitter, Instagram. I am our quals. Catch guys talking sports everywhere on the podcast. You name it, we're there. Just search guys talking sports, and we are there. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You name it, we are all over the place. Um, but we'd like to thank everybody for checking us out. We appreciate all the love and support out there. We really do. I mean, we continue to do what we can to provide the best in sports fan talk. Uh, we really do appreciate all the love and support. But until then, continue to wear your mask. Stay home. I know that with the holiday season coming up, you know, try to do your best to stay home, stay safe, um, stay positive. 2020 is almost up. So keep that in mind we got still a long way to go so until then catch us next time on guys talking sports have a good one god bless stay safe we out